Welcome to Books with Noah, a podcast where I talk with my friends about their favorite books. I'd like to welcome Chris to Books with Noah. Chris is a fellow engineer and has a YouTube channel called Smart Van, where he talks about his smart van. He does software and hardware connected projects to make it the ultimate internet and sensor connected camper van. Chris, welcome to Books with Noah. Hey Noah, thanks for having me. Awesome, welcome. So we're here to talk about Richard Feynman's book, Surely You're Joking, Mr. Feynman. And it is a comedic work of autobiographical nature. Um, It's about 12 hours on Audible. And I would say that it's just hilarious and enjoyable the whole way through. But what say you, Chris? How did you find out about Surely You're Joking, Mr. Feynman? And what did you think? Yeah. So I think it was something like eight years ago, my freshman college roommate uh, gifts me this book for Christmas. And at the time, I embarrassingly don't even... I mean, I might have heard of Richard Feynman, but didn't know much about him. And certainly didn't know, you know, the kind of like stories and life he, life he lived. Um, so I got this book for Christmas and also just sat on my bookshelf for a few months before I read it. And I remember reading it and, you know, finding out about this guy, uh, just the, the crazy amount of stuff that he's done in his life, right? Like the, you know, not just his scientific contributions, but also like just his, his character and personality really come out in this book. Yeah. Um, and like you said, I agree. It's like extremely, it's, it's very funny, right? Um, yeah. It's very, you know, engaging and uh, just all around delight to read, I'd say. Yeah, I agree. And for listeners who maybe don't know, Richard Feynman was a f- theoretical physicist and he was born in 1918, died in 1988. Um, he's, I think, probably most famous for his lectures, which I actually have not seen, but they're kind of physics for everyone to understand. And yeah, he went to MIT, Princeton, and just being... I mean, I, no... No? And, oh, I, I was in no, Nobel Nobel Prize, right? Even though he he didn't think it was a big deal, but you know that that is that is kind of a reason he's famous. Um, right. His contributions to like quantum physics, um, his involvement in the Challenger, you know, scenario oh, yeah. where he, he was the guy who found the the gasket, the, the leak gaskets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his his involvement in the Manhattan projects. I mean, yeah. At the time, a, a more junior physicist but still very very cool yeah so very fancy uh credentials but when you listen to his book he's very unassuming in every single situation he walks into he approaches it as if he knows nothing he intentionally puts himself in situations where he doesn't know anything and he views it as an opportunity to learn and he describes the world as his playground for him to make mistakes and and it's just it's, it's fantastic, in my opinion. Um, it's that kind of Zen Buddhist beginner's mind before it was even a thing. So um, yeah. what is <laughs> your favorite? Oh, so, and then the other thing to mention is that this book is, is kind of a collection of short stories from his life that are all kind of weaved together to make a, a, a long narrative that kind of gives you an idea of his life, you know, his... his wives and 
um, whatnot. So, mm. uh, which part of the book is your favorite? If you had to pick one. Um, well, well, for, first of all, I, yeah, that's a good summary of it. Um, this, this kind of Zen mind, uh, is, you can really see that in, in the way he approaches the world. And I, I don't know if Feynman studied Buddhism. I mean, he might've, I know it was becoming popular in America at the time. Yeah. Um, certainly, certainly, we, I guess it's, it's maybe hinted that he might've, right? Yeah. He did do a, a, a stint in Japan, I believe, um, and, and did travel a lot. Uh, as far as my favorite part, I guess one of the interesting stories I recall is he he learned to play the drums and he learned to draw, right? Those are two things. Yeah, in Brazil. He spent some time yeah. there. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was really interesting because it was relatively later, in, like he was in his 40s when he learned to draw, right? And I've I've looked at some of his watercolors and and you know his like sketches and and they're pretty good, um, and I guess it it's kind of amazing that you know this this guy who's very accomplished um, in his forties decides, you know, because it's very hard to to start all over, right? Like I've learned I've tried learning to draw before and it's very difficult. Yeah. You're definitely bad at it, right? Um, and and I guess the fact that this guy was able to go and and you know practice at it. Um, I thought was really cool. Right. Yeah. He, he walks into every situation with this fear of not being bad at something, or as I think most adults are afraid that they, you know, they're going to start something and they're not going to be good at it. And that it's embarrassing or whether it's, you know, speaking another language or playing a music instrument. Um, Mm -hmm. I was just listening to this other book and it's a piano teacher talking about a student who, you know, tried to play something and couldn't do it and then tried and tried again. He's like, Oh, you practiced it for three minutes and you can't do it. Like surprise. Right. Like that's, that's everybody's experience, but he, he doesn't care. And it's beautiful. Um, he talks about making, you know, making up a fake language and talking to people in a bar like that, because, you know, yeah. he doesn't have anything to lose. He, he views Las Vegas. <laughs> Such an extroverted scientist, right? Which is right. so bizarre. I, I think it kind of goes against the Stereo- you know the stereotype of like a, a nerdy, smart person, right? Yeah, he's, he's extroverted, but he, I think he makes it pretty clear that he grew up without a lot of social skills. That he, he was super into playing around with radios and fixing them. And then as he you know, gets older, he goes to MIT and it sounds like he doesn't really try that hard. Uh, and he's, he's good at the academic stuff, but doesn't understand at all what's happening in terms of hazing rituals and asking girls to dances and that kind of stuff. And so he's, he's telling his story of growing up and growing in those ways to, I guess, yeah, become this very extroverted person. And he talks about how much he loves teaching and how that's not easy uh, to prepare a really good lecture. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're right. I never thought of that, that, yeah, he probably is an extrovert if we're going to put a label on him. But, yeah, it's just all... But perhaps so he, he developed into it to a to a big extent, right? Right. And he talks about... I mean, he got married young and his wife passed away from, uh, I believe it was tuberculosis. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, he was single again and he would... He found himself without many social skills and you know, not able to really talk well. And he would enjoy going to Las Vegas to, to 
watch the shows and the girls and everything and deal with the high high rollers yeah. and how Feynman was kind of like he, he did spend a lot of time chasing women basically in this <laughs> and it come definitely comes out in this, in this book, book for sure yeah it's <clears throat> it's just amusing and I guess maybe as the the nerdy engineer right it's nice to to hear the story of how someone else figured it out you know maybe I'll be able to also that's true oh yeah <laughs> that's fair um yeah it's he's here he's just done so much right like I, I think he's one of those people who uh i guess because of this ability right of not being afraid to fail um and and not being afraid of this beginner's mind he's he's achieved i mean definitely world-class competence at, at physics right but also like a very high level uh, of competence in like so many other fields and i feel like that's a that's very respectable um yeah. it's kind of like how you know i think about that and i think that's that's kind of like what i would want ideally right is this this type of like openness to trying new things and i guess it's it's kind of surprising how good you can get at something right um just by putting the hours in and i think that's yeah. and having that's definitely something i took away and i think the part that comes across most strongly is, is just never-ending curiosity right he talks about how things kind of felt stale for him for a while uh, because he wasn't doing the kind of physics that he finds interesting and then he starts talking about how you know he's more interested in these like you know why does water in this little tub go this direction and not the other one and what happens if the spout goes the other way and and just it just seemed like play was such a big part of mm. of everything he did you know and with the exception of working for the the army doing you know gear calculations he talks about how that was miserable um yeah but even even in even while working for kind of the military or the government he did i mean he he, he did safe cracking at right. uh, los alamos uh, yeah I think <laughs> in, that's in the place where they were building <laughs> nuclear secrets right like that's that kind of contrast is so so funny to me yeah he's got so many good stories yeah Oh, that's great. I want I want everyone to read this book. And I'm not supposed to say that. I'm supposed to let people decide for themselves. Um I mean look, it's 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 a great book. I mean I, I I think it has a lot of good lessons. Um you know, not just for people in STEM, but maybe especially for people in STEM. Um and it's just a it's an easy read just because it's it's very amusing. Yeah, the time passes so quickly. Fantastic. Do you have anything else to add? Uh, I mean, I guess, sure, I, I can soapbox and just talk about how, like, how meaningful this book has been to me. Um, you know, I, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> kind of, I, I knew that I wanted to do engineering at, a, at an early age. Um, and But in my mind, you know, like, if I'm looking up to these role models or heroes right they're kind of all in popular conception for better or worse the same right like that they're, they're usually male right to be honest um and they're these nerdy guys like steve wozniak and bill gates right yeah um and even today i don't think i don't know if that's changed much it's still like mark zuckerberg and these other kind of programming types right um but i think reading this book uh has helped challenge that you know like the idea that you know if you're gonna excel in your highly technical subject you have to 
just be an introvert who you know like goes deep into that subject and uh for better or worse just like has no life right yeah um i think it's very clear from reading this book that like Feynman had a lot of hobbies uh he cultivated a lot of these hobbies um he got good surprisingly good at a lot of these things um and surely part of it is just that he's he's just clearly like he's a very brilliant person i think like uh just very gifted in that sense but um i think this sort of attitude is is something that anyone can take away right yeah it's great well thank you chris and thanks for being part of books with noah yeah thanks so much for having me Thanks for listening to Books with Noah. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review. You can also visit our website, bookswithnoah.com.